It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Reception Perception, the show now. James Cole and Matt Harmon. Justin Herbert, broken finger, non-throwing hand. Um, again, Austin Eckler sounds like he's really close to returning. He was questionable. Uh, mm-hmm. I guess he was doubtful, wasn't he? Uh, either way, it sounds like he's very, very close. Your, your podcast mate, very, very close uh, to returning to the Chargers. But Herbert breaking his finger now, uh, you talk about them having to, to figure out stuff on the fly. Uh, again, can't go under center. Uh, having to go everything out of shotgun, which I, honestly, Matt, that might not actually be the <laughs> that might not, not actually be the worst thing in the whole world here uh, for Justin Herbert, um, who uh, I think it w- could benefit actually uh, playing a lot of shotgun snaps here. Uh, but again, broken finger, non throwing hand. They did have to ch- change up the offense on the fly. Your thoughts on the Chargers kind of moving forward? What were your takeaways there from week number four? Did you see uh, Justin Herbert say after the game? Um, they asked him about his. Uh, his his injury, and he said it is but a flesh wound. And somebody had so, somebody asked him, <laughs> "Is that just it, is it a flesh wound or is that a Monty Python joke?" And he's like, "Oh no, it's just a Monty Python joke." Um, I say this a- after like having met Justin and and spending some time. That guy is like such a dork. Uh, yeah. And, like my favorite quote, one of my favorite quotes of all time that any football player has ever said to me is when I, you know, talking to Justin Herbert, he goes, yeah, outside of football, I live a pretty boring life. He's just like the, for, I mean, he's doing commercials now. At least he's, at yeah, least he's yeah, in like yeah, subway yeah. commercials and he's kind of like joking with Mahomes in the, in the subway commercials. Um, he's just such an interesting, like, like the king of the introverts, basically. He's like an introverts, like dream life. But you know, what's funny is like they, that was a knock against him. And that's why part of the reason yeah. why he slid, right. Was that, uh, the, the scammer, Remember they uh, did is, the whole is hard he a natural leader. They did the whole hard knocks that year. And like, you never saw anything about Herbert and he was the, like freaking sixth overall pick. And it's just because he's, he's like boring. Right. I mean, he said it himself. <laughs> he lives a pretty boring life and you know, they were all over to Rod Taylor in that. And he, I mean, he ended up getting his lungs punched in or whatever. Oh, and and it was unfortunate, but but then at the same time, like, you remember, and again, we'll talk about the game here in a second, but like when um, Jared, Jerry Tillery, uh, the former Chargers player, hit Herbert late out of bounds and mm-hmm. uh, in this game, and then everybody like sw- that the entire Chargers bench emptied to like get go after Tillery right. for hitting Justin Herbert in like a senseless way. I saw a few people like saying like, oh, if you only knew like what the real story was um with Tillery so I'm curious maybe I'll ask ask mm. Austin about that um but anyway former teammate former teammate right but, but again the whole the whole Chargers bench empties so I say that to say like they um they love Justin like they love Herbert like the natural leader stuff is is bogus uh yeah they, we have to suffer through so much nonsense in the draft cycle. I mean, look at CJ Stroud giving like an FU to the S2 test every single week. <laughs> I mean, just so much nonsense when it comes to the right. draft stuff. Yeah, 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 for sure. Any, it's anyway, a, it's, sorry. It's a long road. Yes. Yeah, but sorry. About, Charger, about, about, Chargers offense. <laughs> about this game. Yeah. Sorry. About this game in particular. Um, 
I will say that, you know, I obviously think the injury affected them. I hated the way, um, I mean, just just hated the way that they. It's fine if you're going to do the fourth down stuff, Brandon Staley, but can you have like maybe not the worst play call in the world set up <laughs> every afterwards time. Every, every single time. time, man? I mean, it is every just, time. it is so it's so disappointing. Um, honestly, I, honestly, on the fourth down stuff, like they should, he should just not even coach. He should just ask the offense, "What do you guys want to do?" And just you call the play. You're fine. Like run an audible out there and just do whatever you're going to do. Because honestly, right. like. That it cannot be worse than whatever the hell Brandon Staley is going to call. It can't be. It absolutely. Yeah. Can't. And I know he's not the offensive coordinator, but still, it's just always like the most galaxy brain stuff. Uh, but oh. overall, the offense. I will say, I do come out of that game really concerned about the loss of Mike Williams. Really Same. concerned about the loss Same. of Mike Williams because they just don't have any verticality to the offense now. Um, and I think that's really concerning that teams can, can kind of put the roof back on the chargers that we saw last year. Um, because Josh Palmer is like a fine player, but like Justin had to throw a dime, a dime to dime. get it down the field, like an Absolute unbelievable throw dime. to Absolute get it to Josh Palmer dime. down the field. Good right. God. And yes. What we just talked about with these like contested catch receivers downfield, like Herbert can put it right where Mike Williams needs to go get it every single time. And, and Herbert can do that for these other guys, but they're not consistently going to do it. You know, Quinta Johnson just still doesn't look ready. Uh, they have their bye this week. So maybe they come out of the bye and they're looking, you know, and maybe he's looking different, right? We do see that mm -hmm. with rookies where they get the post buy rookie bump, but this is awfully early in yeah. the year to be considering the post buy rookie bump. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm definitely concerned about that part of it because as good as Keenan Allen has played, as well as he's played to start this year, yeah, he's not going to be the guy that that threatens defenses vertically. And they need, mm -hmm. in order to get that guy going in your offense, you need to open up the vertical passing game. And I'm I'm concerned about that with the Chargers right now. Yeah, you take a look at uh, some of the usage, and and again, uh, some folks thought that okay, here's Quentin Johnson's chance. He's gonna you know explode here on the scene. And again, he just played about 50% of the offensive snaps. Josh Palmer actually led the way uh, with 89% with, uh, of the offensive snaps. Darius Davis got into the mix. Uh, Keelan Doss got into the mix here. Uh, so it was, again, they just kind of try to throw everything out there to, to kind of fill that hole left behind by Mike Williams. You take a look at the total routes run. Uh, and again, Josh Palmer, Keenan Allen, they run the most routes. Quentin Johnston right behind. Um, 25 routes apiece for Palmer and Allen, and then 20 routes for Quentin Johnston. Um, and then Gerald Everett's mixing in. Donald Parham is mixing in. They got some character named Stone Smart, who's a tight end, mixing in. They're just trying to get something, anything going here in the passing game. But none of these guys, as you mentioned, kind of offers any sort of consistent verticality in this offense. I'm a little bit concerned as well, especially now with the injury um to i know it's his non-throwing hand but as we saw in this game against the raiders man like they had to change their offense quite a bit because they couldn't do a lot of the stuff under center I, i'm laughing because i was thinking about um herbert kneeling and he couldn't take the snaps and under center get in the pistol or, or whatever right so they were doing pistol and you know like those negative four yard rushes i'm using air quotes here <laughs> like i'm talking to all my fantasy freaks and geeks out there like i know all the herbert fans were like bro like what is happening i've uh, you, you lost an entire point plus on kneel downs 
from Justin Herbert because he had to take it from the pistol. Like that is that's interesting stuff there for the Chargers, man. So yeah, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be um, they're gonna have to figure some stuff out here. You know, not only are they missing Mike Williams and now their their star quarterbacks hurt too. You know what I mean? I thought there was a question in my mind as to maybe talking about the Steelers, but maybe we save that uh, for our next show. Uh, we can talk about some of those mulligans we want to take over again, but so that's fine. I want to close out the show here by talking about Dallas, though. Uh, I feel like we don't talk about Dallas's offense enough, I, and I know four games in now, their 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 defense has just been lights out, phenomenal for three of them. Uh, weird, you know, kind of game against Arizona. Obviously, they weren't taking Arizona very seriously, and they got bit. Right, so that's fine. But three games, the other three games, Dallas's defense has just been. I mean, about as suffocating as we've seen in a long time in the NFL. Pretty good stuff. But the offense, I don't know. It's kind of a middling unit. So I'll ask you this, Matt. Is it a kind of a mid offense or is it just that they're just getting by because this that's all they have to do? I think it's a pretty good offense. I would just say that we haven't totally seen them in like a super normal game script, right? Or at least in three of the four games we haven't. They didn't have to do much to beat the Giants in week one. That's for sure. They didn't have to do much to beat the Jets in week two. And this game against the Patriots, man. Oh, my God. It was disgusting. It, <laughs> it was, was disgusting. it was horrific. And it's not like it's an easy defense on the other side of it. And um, they definitely – they got. I think they got surprised by the Cardinals. I think yeah, they got they did. This is like a classic Cowboys thing to do is to get beat by an inferior team and then not just come <laughs> back to win but obliterate the team the next week. So the defense right. played great in this game against the Patriots. They were swarming. They clearly wanted to send like a message, right? I, I think that the offense has been fine. You know, there hasn't necessarily been that like signature performance yet. You know, Dak is right. seventh in EPA per play. Um, I think that Michael Gallup looks really good. Like people aren't really talking about Michael Gallup. Um, but I think he's played really well to start the season. And, you know, Brandon Cooks, Brandon Cooks like hasn't done much, you know, no, but he's done Right. He's done nothing. And, and he was a big acquisition for them. But I kind of never really bought the idea that like there was going to be this big gap between Michael Gallup and Brandon Cooks. But I think Gallup has looked really good. Uh, he was a I've always been a fan of his game. And I think last year he was just completely ruined by coming back too early from an ACL injury. I think CeeDee Lamb looks fantastic. Like he's yep. taken over games in spots. They just need to be a little bit better in the red zone. There was there was the one sequence early in the game where, um, you know, they had a tight end drop a pass. They had um, kind of like another funky play, and then like Tony Pollard and Dak like had a late handoff, and uh, oh, it was like a it, the second play was like a low, super low percentage fade. Of course, I hate the and I'm not never a fan of the fade. No, uh, and then like horrible. the play after that, it was like a weird little delayed handoff, and they get tackled right at the goal line. So they do need to fix their red zone woes. Unfortunately, red zone woes are kind of a, a like not a they're a feature, not a bug of the Mike McCarthy offense. So that is <laughs> that is kind of a concern. But okay. overall, I think the there are enough. Play- and I think Jake. Fer- I don't know. What do you think about Jake Ferguson? Like, I think he's played oh, well, come too. On, dude, I, you know me. I love Jake Ferguson. Come on now. Uh, I, like I, I've been saying all offseason and, and even last season, I was watching him play. I'm like, yo, this guy gives me some baby Mark Andrews vibes. OK, like I love I love Jake Ferguson. I think they've got a, a, a good collection of pass catchers there. Um, we talk about, you know, the Chargers maybe not having a uh, maybe they have a good collection of guys, but they don't have enough variety 
right? This is a, an offense that's got a plenty of variety, right? Like you've got CD Lamb uh, that can work that short intermediate area, and then you've got two guys in Brandon Cooks and Michael Gallup that I think can give you some verticality. Um, and then Ferguson, I think, is a is a very capable pass catching tight end. So, yeah, no, I I I like the offensive makeup of Dallas. I just wonder if you know I I haven't been impressed you know by what yeah. Dallas put on 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 the field yet offensively, and I just wonder is that because of Mike McCarthy or is it because of game script? Maybe you know what I'm saying. Like where are we at in regards to to Dallas? kind of measuring up. And I think you hit it right on the head. It's like, it's such an incomplete right now because we just don't know. Cause they've really been in, in three blowouts and then their game against Arizona. It just from top to bottom, it looked like they weren't prepared for that game. You know what I mean? So I, I can't believe we're, you know, almost a quarter into this season and we don't know what the Dallas Cowboys are <laughs> offensively as strange as that sounds. Hey everyone, this is Brett Boone. Would you know it? I've got a podcast going strong in our fourth year. Tune in as I sit down with my friends, some of the biggest names in sports, media, entertainment, for a lot of fun and in-depth conversations. As you know, baseball's been my life. It's been in the family for a long time, but it's a lot more than that here. It's sort of like taking a ride in a golf cart around a beautiful track. Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, I'd say they're going to get a huge test this week, right, against the San Francisco 49ers. And, you know, they're two similar teams, right, defensively. They can overwhelm you. They can take over a game defensively. Um, But there's one thing we know for sure. It's that San Francisco is the best offense in the league right now, I think, pretty comfortably. I feel good about saying that. Brock Purdy leads the NFL in passing success rate. Uh, he leads the NFL in EPA per dropback now after that Bills game or the Bills-Dolphins game. Uh, Tua has seeded the number one spot to Brock Purdy. Um, I think I saw yesterday Crazy. like his EPA per dropback was just one. Just like every time he dropped back, one point is added, uh, which is <laughs> – for people who don't understand EPA, I mean, yeah, congratulations yeah, yeah. for you for being a normal person. Right, um, exactly. But like just every time you drop him back to have one EPA, that's just b- b- berserk, right? It's insane stuff. And I mean, obviously he's operating like a, a battleship there in San Francisco. There's so yep. much good going on there. But at the same time, man, I think Purdy's just pl- like played well, period, like full stop, like no qualifiers needed. I think he's, he's, he's played, he's played good football. So I think this is a big test for Dallas because like, yeah, you can overwhelm a game defensively. The 49ers can overwhelm a, de- a game defensively. Dallas does not have the collection of talent that San Francisco does. I would argue that nobody does. Uh, like, right. McCaffrey might literally, and I know we never do this with running backs, but McCaffrey might literally need to be in the MVP conversation. Um, just at like, he's been more like in terms of valuable, he is such a valuable player to the San Francisco 49ers. So they can outscore you, but Dallas has a decent collection of talent, not a collection of talent like the 49ers do, but right. They need to be able to have enough. They do. I think have enough players to have that type of game where they can win a game on their own. We just haven't seen it yet. Yeah. You talk about the red zone stuff for Dak Prescott. Um, According to Next Gen Stats, in terms of total EPA, Dak Prescott has the second lowest total EPA uh, in the red zone, right? So um, Kirk Cousins is dead last, but uh, Dak Prescott is just ahead of Bryce Young 
So to kind of give you an idea of how much this um, you know, the quarterback play has struggled uh, in Dallas, in particular in the red zone, minus 5.5 completion over expected, you know, uh, so that's not very good. Uh, and EPA per dropback is negative 0.33 again, where league average is negative um, 0.05. So not very good is Dak Prescott right now in the red zone. But I do think it's fair when they're talking about playing San Francisco, if you're looking for advantages ever, anywhere, because I don't think they have a, an advantage at any particular spot. They, you know, San Francisco's got a better running back. They, they've got um, uh, their collection of wide receivers is better than the collection of wide receivers for Dallas. I think you, I would take George Kittle over, as much as I love Jake Ferguson. I'm going to take George Kittle yeah, sure. <laughs> over Jake Ferguson. Right. So where does Dallas have an advantage? You would think, and it should be Dak Prescott right. over Brock Purdy. Right. So if the, if Dallas is going to win this game and it's not their defense carrying, it's got to be because Dak Prescott outplays by a wide margin Brock Purdy because that's what's going to be required I think for Dallas to kind of sort of beat San Francisco again and, and again this is if it's not defensively where you know Dallas just wrecks San Francisco's game plan somehow yeah totally and again this is a defense that can win a game on its own which is so is. nice to have that type of defense and right if you have a great defense, you don't just like beat bad teams. You take bad teams and and like put them in a headlock all day. And that is what they oh, yeah. did to Mac Jones, man. I mean, Oosh. Bill Belichick said after the game, uh, he just didn't need to be out there anymore for Mac Jones. Like it wasn't as if they benched him because like, oh yeah, maybe they think Bailey Zappi gives them a better chance to win. They cut Bailey Zappi in the summer, okay? <laughs> <laughs> so it wasn't anything like, oh, yeah, we're, we're, this is a quarterback controversy now. But, yeah, it's just at some point as a coach, you think these are not beneficial reps for this player to have. Um, and and that was certainly the like Mac Jones at times. Like I said, what the hell was he doing? Just like throwing across his body. I know. I know. Just, Bad these, picks. Yeah. 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 Not beneficial reps. Like throw Bailey Zappi to the woods. Who cares? But uh, or to the wolves. You know what's crazy but, about this defense? This defense is so good. They, they, the three teams that they've beaten, they have forced those teams to have existential questions about their offense. Like that's how bad. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like when they played the Giants, all of a sudden it's like, oh, maybe this Giants offense is horrible. Right. Like there was existential questions as to you know the offenses of the teams that they've played. Right. The Jets too. Right. And now Yo, they had they had people questions. bringing up like Daniel Jones's cap hit like three out uh, th thirty minutes into the first game. Okay. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. That's how good this defense is. They're making team like entire fan bases question like existentially their offenses, man. Like that's how good this defense is in Dallas. I don't know what the hell happened in Arizona. It makes the Arizona thing just even crazier, right? And I know Josh Dobbs is playing really good football, uh, but man, that was talk about unexpected results uh, against Arizona. That's what we got there. That was crazy. That was weird, weird stuff. Um, anyways. All right. Our time does run short here. Um, we appreciate everyone listening. If you guys would share our podcast with, with your friends and family, that'd be great. If you would, if you haven't, 
And again, if this, if you're new here, that's great. If you would subscribe to the podcast, that would be cool too. But understand this. If you don't want to listen to the entire podcast, I understand we do a good job, obviously of breaking it all up, but you could find a lot of uh, portions of our podcast on our various Instagram accounts and our YouTube accounts as well. Go find Matt Harmon on Instagram and YouTube, and you will be off and running. All right. That's it for the show, man. For Matt Harmon, I'm James Kell. And remember it's never too late to chase your dreams. All right, peace. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company.